Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Today, a special show to help you own your health and live your best life. Maria Shriver sits down with her daughters for a candid conversation about what women in their 30s are facing. Plus, actress Naomi Watts opens up about her journey into menopause. And two top women's health doctors, Lisa Larkin and Jessica Shepard, answer your burning questions. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, it's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. All right, everybody, let's go. It is October the 19th. Jenna's here, and look who's here. We are so happy. Our dearest, Maria Shriver is in the house. And Maria's here. We'd like to have her any day, but she's here today for a very, very special reason. Because today, we are going to own our health. We are, because we sometimes think like, this is the way I am. This is the way my mom was, my grandmother was. Yeah. We can put our hands on the steering wheel and drive. I feel like often we're like a leaf blowing. We're like, what's happening yes. to me? But we can own it. I feel like sometimes I mean, I feel like seems- you even saying that, yes. we can own our health feels powerful. Doesn't it? It does feel powerful. You're feel, you feel really powerful. Both of you feel really I know. powerful. We're, well, and we have, we're so excited because we have top health professionals, Dr. Lisa Larkin, Dr. Jessica Shepard. They're here. They're going to answer some questions that all of you probably have. And Naomi Watts is going to be here too. And yeah. she went through menopause early in life. But there are things that you're thinking, is it just me? Is there anything I can do? This is life. Oh, well, I'll just kind of plow through. But there are things that you can do. And Bobby Thomas too is going to share her health journey. This is exciting. I yeah. think it's super exciting because like my mother's generation didn't talk about anything. Mm-hmm. I know she had sex because I have four <laughs> brothers. That I mean. But that's about it. And I would never have dared to to ask ask her. her. I would never have dared. And I have a completely different relationship with my kids, but we all talk much more openly. And that's great because it tells you a little bit about, you can tell your children about their health journey. Or if I ask you or ask you, then we can trade information. And now we're doing it on television uh, is a great thing for women and for women's health. It makes women feel not so alone. And I think, you know, I mean, Maria, was there ever any time in your life where you didn't own your health? Absolutely. When I was having children, yeah. uh, I didn't even think about my own health. I was barely surviving. Totally. And I, I don't think I really thought about my health until I was in my 50s. Yeah. And what did you do then? So 50, I, well, decided, things well, started like, I'm like, wow. Mm. Yeah. You know, I started going, what is that? Or, you know, my eyes or, you know, I started talking about osteoporosis. I started talking about other things that I had not been a part of my health journey because it'd been so focused on my kid's health or my then husband's health. Yeah. or my I was taking care of both of parents. my parents. parents. My mother health. was having strokes. My dad had Alzheimer's. I was a caregiver. So 
So what did you do? Because to take ownership I went to a doctor. Health, and then <laughs> yeah, after they yeah. tell you these are, but you had to take measures. There are things that are, that are, that we have control of. What did you change in your life? Well, I mean, I've changed pretty much in the last 10 years, almost everything about my health. I've tried to change how I eat. Uh, I've added meditation. I prioritize my sleep. I exercise differently. I don't exercise uh, for myself, really. I exercise mm. now to be able to lift a granddaughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I exercise now to make sure I can lift the overhead bag into the compartment. <laughs> yeah. I, have, yeah. I associate the exercise with daily living. Oh. That's so smart. By the yeah. way, I it's love so, that. But I feel like you, what you just said, I have... I got a doctor. I mean, I yeah. think a lot of women my age, and you know, I don't have mm-hmm. a doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't have one doctor that I go to for my yes, health. Yes, I had an OBGYN. Exactly. Right. And That's then your I doctor. Was, and because I saw that doctor so much you thought that over was enough. three, yeah. you know, yeah. three pregnancies, three yeah. babies, three, all of that. And she is. She's who I call if there's something wrong. But I'm realizing after just talking with you all this morning, that's not enough. And we have to remember so many women don't, don't have even a doctor have the at all. They don't have, you know, any hospital near them. They don't even have an OBGYN. So there are so. Or insurance. I yes, mean, think about when you were at a real funk in your life and what happened to your health because I think mm. sometimes when you realize because you know looking back if you look back think about whatever you're like I was thinking about my some of my lowest moments yeah during that time what was contributing to all of it was I was in horrible health and yeah. I and I didn't care about that piece of it mm. and you don't realize how bad it gets and then you're compounding it your health gets worse because you're not well and it went on and on I went through you know, a, a divorce and breast cancer simultaneously. And I remembered in that time barely functioning. And I was thinking to myself, like, is this it? Is this, is this how it goes? And you realize when you're on solid ground again and you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't take an hour for myself. Mm. I never, I, there were all the things I never ever did that I am doing today yeah. that yeah. make such a difference. You know? I think eating is such an, you know, yeah. nutrition yeah. as yeah. medicine right. is something mm-hmm. that we've talked about in the last year way more than we've ever talked about it. Yeah. Who was the guy we've had him yeah. on? He's there's Dan Butner who you love yeah. does the blue zones. And there's the guy, Matt, I think Max Matt, is his he, name. Max. Oh, Max he, Lugavere. Yes. He's handsome. Yes. Yeah. He's all, yeah, he's really <laughs> handsome. We, Let's only have handsome men. <laughs> but That's good has, for our health, too. But he's, yeah, that is good for our <laughs> That's really good. Really, at every age. (laughs) But he has this great way of letting you know that your what you put in your mouth is either going to do. It's either medicine. It's going to be medicine that's going to be good for you, or it's going to be harmful. Those are your two choices. I think also part of the you know uh, women's journey is the shame that Mm. comes from thinking like I should be able to do all this. I shouldn't have to uh, go to a doctor. Maybe I shouldn't have to reach out for help or get help Mm -hmm. um, from my mental health. I should be able to Work shoulder through it. all yes. of this yes. through it. And I think that's also a little bit generational too. Yes. And uh, my mother certainly had that. I've had that. And my kids are like, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, yeah. mommy, you can drink some water. Don't get dehydrated. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so I think that uh, we can learn from different generations. There's a lot more information out there, but we should drop the shame yeah. about our And houses. I also think, by the way, what happens when you have young kids, and we've both done this, mm-hmm. is we've canceled 
anything for ourselves yeah. yes. and put them over yes. us. And that, yes. maybe it's time to say, That's I'm just as important. Yeah, because it does matter. Because I feel like I'm a, not a good mom when I'm on fumes and yeah. I'm barely making it. And I think right. I'm doing something for them. By the way, your Sunday paper is a source of, it's just like a, it's like an oasis for a lot of people, but yeah. you cover these kind of issues in we depth. Do. Yes, just, yeah. Well, we try to cover women's health, men's health. We try to be of the news, but try to raise people yeah. up above the news. Cause I think people are overwhelmed yes. with the news and they're looking for, I think, a source of belonging, a source of hope, a source of Unity. Mm-hmm. Unity. And I think we're so much more uh, together than the vast majority of media tells us that we are. Mm-hmm. We have so much more in common. And I, I think that's why the Sunday paper resonates. And when we put stories about women's health, about mm-hmm. how different genders get along, about how people reinvent their lives, people gravitate to mm-hmm. this information because they want something to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. it is. I, I found it so comforting. Yeah, this me week. too. Me too. Um, okay. Right. So coming up next to all the health concerns of women in their 30s. Yeah. That's right. From fertility to mental health, I sat down with my daughters, both in their 30s, to talk about it. We can't look, we can't wait for that candid conversation coming up right after this. Good. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. We want to mention, if you have questions, go to our Instagram Live after the show where doctors are answering questions to all kinds of health topics. Very cool. Today, we are helping women of all ages own their health. And one way to do that is by having open, honest communication. That's something that you do, Maria. You did it with your girls, your two beautiful daughters, both in their 30s, Catherine and Christina, who are willing to share a little bit about what it means to them to be in their 30s. Well, let me tell you, this is uh, something that's new to me, this generation. (laughs) This is a conversation I wish... I could have had with my mom. Instead, I had it with both of my daughters. Take a look. Ladies, ladies in blue. We all came separate and we all dressed the same. So I don't know what that means, but... Good uh, minds think alike. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You know that I talk a lot about health. And I was saying to um, my friends that, of course, health at your age, at your age and at my age is very different. What are the issues that your age group is talking about? Well, I'm 33, so majority of my friends in my age group are thinking about having kids, having kids, or on their second or third child. I feel like the thing that we talk the most about in our friend group and also on BDA Baby is just overall burnout. Um, And that's burnout with your kids at home, it's burnout in relationships, and burnout with trying to make everything perfect. So when you go to your doctor, 
for a checkup or when you're talking to your doctor about burnout? Are you talking to her about sex? Are you talking to her about pregnancies? I feel like it's definitely hormones, pregnancy right now at this phase of my life. There's a lot of questions now when I go in about mental health. There's a lot more awareness and conversation about that with doctors, I feel like, and also in my friend group, then I feel like you reflect on having that kind of conversation when you were our age. Yeah, what's well, interesting, because I know you were saying, well, I'm 33, and given my age, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm 32, <laughs> and given my age, my friends and our conversations like could not be more different. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends are working and trying to kind of figure out big life choices as to whether they want to freeze their eggs. I went in after you had a baby, and I went to my gynecologist, and I was like, do I need to be freezing my eggs? Like, how much time do I have? And she, I think I was 27 or just turned 28, and she was like, you have so much time, don't worry about it. I go in for 30. And she's like, so let's talk now about freezing your eggs. And I was like, hold on a second. I thought I had some time here. You're talking about birth control, freezing eggs, infertility, pregnancy loss yeah. is a huge issue. Mm -hmm. How big is sexual health in your generation? Like when I was your age, I never went, well, first of all, I had a male OBGYN. I know that's shocking to I both. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I just don't, to me, it's also like you want somebody who's able to relate to well, there how weren't, you're feeling. I, I agree, of but I know were. you were like, of I can't believe you. I was like, well, there were no women, you know, OBGYNs at the time. You know, I remember well after having four kids, I talked to my OBGYN and he said, you know, how's your sex life? And I was like, oh my God, I want to talk to you about yeah. that, you know? <laughs> but you guys speak pretty openly about all of that, right? I mean, we speak openly about it, but also, you know, we've spoken to you about those things yeah. and that's definitely generational differences sure. because you would never have talked to your mom about never. that. You, Christina, have done these films, one dealing with Adderall, one dealing with Xanax. How big are those issues in your age group? Yeah, I mean, movies also sprouted out from my personal experience uh, with medications. I knew I wasn't the only person going through those experiences. I think that the mental health landscape has evolved so much as even within the past few years and the mm. level of awareness is amazing and so now we're able to have conversations around these topics without the kind of weight of am i being judged girls in their 30s talk more about being old than i do i mean we are really lucky that we have like we look at you and i'm like that's goals you know like you Thank are you, very on top of your mental health your physical health yeah. your spiritual health i think you know you and dad both are incredible examples of people who are aging with grace and doing it really really well do you feel like there's that we have an open communication about your guys health journey super open yeah yeah no i, I yeah i agree and i think also like we're really lucky to be able to have open and honest communication yeah. with yeah. our mom Oh, oh my gosh, talk about goals. goals. Okay, yeah. here with some advice for women in their 30s is Dr. Lisa Larkin, a women's health internist. How are you? Great, thank it you. It was so, so nice to be here. It was so interesting listening to Maria's conversation with her daughters. And one of the issues that seems to come up a lot in that age group is to freeze or not to freeze when it comes to eggs. What's the best advice there? Right, so I think the first thing is for women to kind of pay attention to what their own hopes and dreams are, right? So like, is fertility and having children even something you want to begin with? But what we know is ovarian function and pregnancy and fertility is somewhat time limited. Mm -hmm. So women really do need to 
have a plan and start to think about whether or not they want to have children. At about age 35, fertility starts to go down, and age 40, it goes down a lot. And so in the past, we didn't have great egg freezing. We really had embryo freezing. Now the technology's improved. We really can freeze eggs quite well. And we know that the best time for a woman who wants to delay pregnancy till 40 or late 30s is really to do egg freezing between about 30 and 37. Mm -hmm. That's when you have the best chance of having high quality eggs that will result in a Mm -hmm. pregnancy. One of the other things that Maria and her daughters discussed was mental health and burnout. What's advice, you know, when people come to speak to you and women come to talk with Mm -hmm. you about that? What's your advice? Right. So the first thing I think that is so highly prevalent, and I am seeing that so much in practice now, particularly post-COVID, right? The level of anxiety and health concerns has really increased. I think the first thing is really to understand if it's a short-term, relatively situational issue that you can work out with healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. habits and social connection and exercise and diet, but certainly to be aware that hormonal influences really affect mood. There are peak times in a woman's life when she has mood disturbances. We know it's puberty, postpartum, the perimenopause and menopause transition. And if mood disturbance is becoming pervasive to the point where it's long duration, it's interfering with your relationships, you're not sleeping, you're eating, you're gaining weight, that's when really, again, a mental health professional Mm -hmm. is really helpful. And that's when really you might consider starting to discuss medication. Mm -hmm. And medication doesn't have to be antidepressants. Sometimes we really get great benefit out of continuous oral contraceptives and other Mm -hmm other forms. Women are spending so much time in their kind of 20s and even in their 30s having the conversation about how not to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then all right. of a sudden, they're all like, of a sudden how, it's how, time yeah, to get pregnant. It's time to get pregnant. What are you seeing from women today in their 30s? Are they struggling to get pregnant? I hear so many more stories about that mm-hmm. today. Right. Well, so certainly infertility is really directly related to delaying pregnancy, right? And so um, certainly as women are waiting longer to have children, we see more infertility. I think the discussion really has come back to younger women, and this egg freezing has really mm-hmm. become much more common. Many yeah. employers are now paying for it um, in the workforce yeah. for young women, which is really a great thing, but not for everyone, right? So it's expensive yeah. for some women, but um, it's something that women should be talking about and their doctors should be talking well, about. I just love the two different stages that yeah. your daughters are in, yeah. yeah. and there should I, be no shame about no, finding your other. own no. way. Right. That's right. But that's what I think is so great, is that they can both be kind of 19 months apart, totally different totally. tracks. Yeah, and right. be talking about totally right. different things. So when my daughter asked me about egg freezing, I was like, I don't know, because that wasn't around. <laughs> that wasn't, when wasn't I around. Was that wasn't so you're saying start talking to your daughters at 30. Right. I mean, so you know, in the 20s, freezing. I mean, you know, or you're aware of 20s. 20s, you know, do you want to even have kids? Are you yeah. in a That's relationship? Are you playing it? Like, like not everyone wants to have children and then thinking about it in your early 30s. All right. We're going to continue this conversation. Yeah. We've got a whole show full of all this. Uh, we're going to talk about owning your health, though, in your 50s. That's right. Naomi Watts is doing just that and yeah. find out how she's reshaping the conversation around menopause right after this. We are back with Naomi Watts, who's on a mission to create more meaningful conversations around menopause. More than two million women reach this milestone each year, impacting sexual health, brain health, and the list goes on and on and on. It's so exciting. Welcome, Naomi, what you're doing. It's just incredible. I think bringing it out into the open, having this conversation that women can feel open about. Why do you think it's Mm -hmm. taken women so long to get open about that? I mean, it's a mystery when you think that, you know, half the population always 
went into menopause <laughs> yeah, and yeah. will continue to. I don't know. I think it's down to it's been that way with women's health all, at every point. You know, there's yeah. always been shame attached to it, which is just uh, mind boggling. But the good news is, is now this, uh, this conversation is open and women are coming out like screaming and yelling about it and really <laughs> ready to ready, move yeah. Yeah. that shift. You went through uh, perimenopause pretty early on in your 30s. You yeah. must have been like, what on earth is happening to yes. my body? And I think no matter what stage you go into perimenopause, yeah. you are wondering that because yeah. you're wondering, is this normal? Do I have a cold? Is something, am I moody? Yeah. What's, oh, cold. Cold. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> a big cold. Uh, that no, never ends. In reverse. Um, yeah, hot. I, um, I basically didn't know what was happening. And it happened right at the precipice of me wanting to start a family, oh. meeting the right partner. And um, yeah, so that collision of like the panic of am I going to be able to indeed produce children um, as well as being told you're you're going into early menopause uh-huh. like how you know I just was panicking and filled with shame um, yeah. and the term perimenopause wasn't even no. yet known or I certainly and my doctor wasn't using it he just gave me a blood test because I wasn't falling pregnant and and he said the results suggested that I was going to be going into early menopause I did speak to my mother about it Uh Um, she had told me that she'd gone in early um, at 45 but I knew no other details around it I didn't Mm -hmm. know that there was years of suffering leading up to that I didn't know that there was a multitude of symptoms can you tell us the symptoms just so that anybody out there that may think they're uh, for me I was definitely I had night sweats yeah from for years yeah before that and you know when you go to the doctors um, and you get you fill out those lists Uh and I would tick night sweats and they would be like well have you been any around TB <laughs> like, Did you why didn't anyone think that it could be this? Was, was could your doctor possibly... a man? Was your doctor a man? Well, I, it was a few doctors because, you know, yeah. when you're an actor, yeah. you have to do different physicals yeah. every time you, you go and do a job. But, yeah, so there's so much confusion and so little information. And I think there's so much confusion because when women hear the term menopause, they think, oh, that happens in your 60s or 70s. They don't think about it in your 40s or 50s. And they also think about it's the end of my life in a way. And Mm -hmm. you've just gotten married. And you're kind of in the the prime of your life, Mm -hmm. which is just like to say you can go through menopause, but it, it can be the beginning of life. It can be. And I think that's the important work that we are doing and shifting the narrative because mm. it's certainly not the end. We know we're living so much longer now. And so why shouldn't we set up our health better? And, and, and you know, if you are inquisitive and you now are in the position where you can ask your doctor the right questions, we're equipped better now that the education is firing up. And can we just say you're so passionate about this that you've created an entire company yes. with yeah. products. Stripes. It's Stripes. on my counter, We've girl. We've earned our <laughs> Stripes, yes, lady. Yes, you have. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That's, That's really good. The, that was the naming behind it because, yeah, our cumulative experiences matter. They mm-hmm. they amount to something. And, you know, we have more confidence, I think, being on the other side of it. And mm-hmm. I looking at the conversation you were having with your daughters, and, I mean, they are so evolved and so educated, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. 
fantastic. But a lot of women in their 30s have that panic of yes. all these things mm-hmm. that they have to check off the list. Right. And I think we're now at the point where we're, we've run households where we're... We um, threw out the list. We, yeah. yeah, the yeah, list we, is like, shredded. Yeah, and our self-esteem is in a better mm-hmm. place because of it. We can feel more confidence <sighs> and more, mm-hmm. you know, um, like we're capable of going through the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. We recover. We mm-hmm. know we get through it. Naomi, yeah. thank you so, thank so you. much. We're happy you came to visit with us. Coming up next, Bobby Thomas talks intimacy. Yeah, what she found out about herself that could also help you after this. Way to go. Part of owning your health is making space for sexual wellness. And if you feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about it, you're not alone. No. So we are going to open up the conversation with today contributor Bobby Thomas and Dr. Jessica Shepard, an OBGYN and chief medical officer at Very Well Health. But first, let's take a look as Bobby opens up about intimacy. It's been a really big year. I never thought after saying I do, I would be out there dating as a mother and a caretaker at one point. But I think women in general, just busy working, you just like put your needs last. So besides the annual checkup with your OBGYN, the idea of sexual wellness is a foreign concept to many of us. I remember speaking to Kimberly of Little Big Town, who is a fellow widow, right after I lost my husband. She suggested I should get a massage. And it's as if she poked something I wasn't even really thinking about. Missing touch. I mean, yeah, you have friends and family that give you a hug, but getting your hair tucked behind your ear or holding hands. And yes, intimacy, like, I missed my husband, but it was like I got so good at missing it that I wasn't like even aware that I should need it. I was nervous about dating on so many levels, but when the butterflies hit and there was chemistry, all of a sudden I cared if my underwear was matching. (laughs) And I remember thinking, when is the last time I actually bought a cute bra? You don't really think about it at first, all of a sudden you're, oh, I need to get a pedicure you're shaving your legs every shower. And for me, it was a big reality check. I felt good, I was happy. And it wasn't just because I liked someone and that's great. I think I was happy because I hadn't felt like this about me in so long. I walked into a Medi Spa for a wax. This wasn't just a regular Medi Spa. It was about down there care that went far beyond grooming. It was as if the universe was conspiring to help me figure something out. There were so many modern options and treatments available to help somebody get from not really feeling like they want to be intimate to wanting to make it a priority. When intimacy has been out of the picture for so long, it can be terrifying, scary. Um, there's so much insecurity sometimes connected to how you feel about yourself, how comfortable you are being with someone else, vulnerable on many levels, not just naked, um, and how you think about yourself. And for some, sex is traumatic. That is important to recognize, but I also feel like it's important to hear from people like me that I had the opposite experience. I felt empowered. I felt connected to my own body and it was as if, I I mean, I cried. I couldn't believe how good it felt to feel so comfortable with myself. 
And honestly, that's when sex is good. That's when you want it. It's when you are good with you that it's exciting to share you with somebody else. I'm putting this out there because I wanna learn more. I don't have all the answers. I'm definitely not gonna be Dr. Ruth in my next chapter, but I know that when I talk about it with girlfriends, I feel better. It feels good to be supported and that I don't feel alone. So, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's uh, talk about it. Hey, Bobby. it. Hi, yeah. Dr. Shepard. That was so beautiful, Bobby, and so enlightening. I didn't actually know that that part of the story. One of my favorite parts of our studio but extended family, mm -hmm. the viewers, is that we get to be girlfriends. And mm -hmm. I heard from so many of you mm -hmm. who have followed the dating diary I've posted, mm -hmm. and Dr. So many women, I don't want to yeah. waste the time because I want mm -hmm. to ask for them. Right. They all talked about feeling like intimacy was a chore, another mm -hmm. thing on the to-do yeah. list. Yeah. And what a miss sometimes, I'm guilty, when I was married, mm -hmm. I've been there. Mm -hmm. But when you can figure it out, help, help us understand mm -hmm. what are the right. solutions for those that are struggling with their mm -hmm. libido mm -hmm. and they want to get back out there. What can you do to help increase drive? Well, one of the things, and I love your story because so many other women mm -hmm. are going through that, is that when you think of intimacy and libido, mm -hmm. it really does start a lot with our emotional connection mm -hmm. and our mind-body. And even like you said, there are people who are married or you know in relationships who really are not intimate. So I think the internal part of what we think of how we connect is a big part of sexual wellness. Mm -hmm. And also the ability to talk yeah. about it and be open like you're sharing. Well, and I also, it didn't make the piece, but something I said, because I don't want you to think about intimacy as just having a partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't have a partner, still figuring out what feels good mm -hmm. is the first step before mm -hmm. you can tell somebody else what mm -hmm. feels good for you. I mm -hmm. just think that's important because so many people that are alone feel mm -hmm. like, oh, this is not for me yeah. because I'm not in a relationship. Yeah. But you even said it at the end is you feel that connection with someone else starts with when you felt yes. good with yourself. And I think that's a message that we could share with even younger women yeah. to start to understand the importance of knowing yourself. And sexual wellness is a big part I of that. I think as women age, I think... Yeah. The, the other side of that coin is you. your libido seems to decrease, mm -hmm. and, but you want it back again. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, has a lot to do with hormones as well yeah. as so, we're starting right. to go through that so period is there something? Phase. Yeah, is there something to be done? Yes, and so that's why I think that as we go through that transition, having these conversations, because we know physiologically that you are going to have a decline in estrogen and testosterone yeah. and progesterone. So what are those things that you can do from a mind-body connection, whether that's cognitive behavioral therapy or going to your doctor and talking about menopausal hormone treatment, mm -hmm. those are the ways that you can do it from a physiologic way, from a hormonal way, but also the connection is the important part. Because there are some people who do have hormone therapy, but still haven't made that connection yeah. with themselves. Yeah. Something more than that. Yeah, something yeah. more. I still say, even if you're not with somebody or even thinking about intimacy, mm -hmm. buy matching underwear. Yeah. Start to feel <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll feel mm -hmm. good and be open to meeting somebody. Yeah. Like yeah. You just have to How get do there. women explain this? Because uh, doctors yeah. say that women in their early 30s struggle mm -hmm. with yeah. libido. You know? yeah. Yeah. It's not just something that it's That's a every great point. decade. Absolutely. I think that you're going to see changes in what people are eating, medications, mm. and also the environment. Those are also big factors in how we think of libido and what are the things that... Uh, 
play with us internally mm -hmm. that will decrease that libido. And I think that if we really look at it as a part of our whole wellness, your physical wellness, mm -hmm. your emotional wellness, sexual wellness is something that we have yeah. to pay attention to to get that drive okay. back. Yeah. Yeah. And Bobby, bringing up the conversation yeah. is vulnerable and important. That was Thank great. You. Being you. vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Coming up next, y'all, our doctors are entering your burning health questions from breast exams to boosting energy levels and the impact of alcohol right after this. Good. Good show. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Back now with our special show, helping women own their health. And we've gathered some incredible women of all ages who have questions. Mm. Okay, so let's welcome Liz. Maria, Candace, Jean Marie, Carla, and, and Sophie. Sophie. We're also joined again by our women's experts, uh, Dr. Jessica Shepard and Dr. Lisa Larkin. Good to see Thank both you. of you. Good to see you. Okay, questions top of yes. mind. Something that you brought up was alcohol. Yes, yeah, so right? Liv has a question about alcohol. Yeah, I do. Um, so I've just been hearing so much information about what drinking does to our overall health, mm -hmm. and I was wondering what your advice is for women and mm -hmm. when it comes to alcohol use. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I'm going to tell you what you're not going to want to hear, okay. which is al alcohol is bad. Yeah. Um, really, there's many of us that believe that there's really not a safe level of alcohol. You may have heard that, you know, you can drink red wine for heart health, but actually the impact of alcohol is terrible on lots of things, sleep, mood. But the big thing women don't recognize, and I'm a breast cancer survivor myself, is that it really impacts breast cancer risk. Mm -hmm. And so you really, less alcohol is better and none is the best. Yeah, none is the How best. How does it impact breast cancer risk? So we don't know the exact mechanism, but there's clearly a correlation between it. it, it probably impacts the way local metabolism of estrogen mm -hmm. is within the breast. We don't exactly understand the pathophysiology, but the data is clear. Yeah, and I feel like when you find yourself turning to it for stress relief, yeah, which right. I think a lot of women in their 30s and 40s and 50s are right. doing. Remember at Playdates? Playdates yeah. and yeah. mommy like, juice? Like, and that actually isn't, you know, right. hopefully you don't need juice. something not anymore. to yeah, numb not you anymore. from your children. Right. Well, that's the same with uh, gummies, because I hear a lot of young women also say, yeah. well, I'm not drinking, but, but I'm, I have, I'm doing well, gummies. Right. And that's a really mm -hmm. interesting thing, which is, you know, we have data about alcohol. We don't have great data about gummies, CBD, THC, but I would tell you lack of data does not mean that it doesn't have an impact okay. and it could be negative let's right. go on to our next question okay. we have yeah. candace uh you're in you're in your 30s and you've got a question for dr shepherd yes i love that we talked about breast cancer health and just awareness i know october is a big month regarding that 
I'm now in my 30s. I've never gotten a mammogram once. I've never even thought about getting a breast exam. Mm -hmm. But I do want to know, you know, just who does it? Where do I go? When When it's time? Well, this is a great question. Everyone, I think, you know, at some point I want women to understand that when you're more aware of your breast tissue, that is going to be the best solution for what's going to be able to Mm -hmm. help diagnose sometimes some cysts, some lumps. So here we have a really good, clear idea. So all breasts are different, right? Different sizes, different textures. So it's always important using your first two fingers to really get some good pressure when you're doing exams. Mm-hmm. When you're looking under your underarms, you want to make sure if you feel anything like a frozen green pea, that's when you want to go talk to your doctor and see what exactly is this? This is what I felt. And then last but not least, looking at the texture of your skin. If you look like at the peel of an orange, if your skin starts to look like that, that again can be early signs of some inflammatory breast cancers. So again, having the conversations when you go in for your annual. And the mammogram should start when? Mammograms should start at the age of 40. And uh-huh. really, we want women to get that every year. We really do know that early detection is key when it comes to breast cancer. Yes. We, we want to say, first of all, thank you to both of you and to all of you lovely folks who came out to be with us. A lot of your questions are online. Oh, and no, no, wait, stay right incredible. there. We're going to answer more There's, questions right that's after what this. I missed. <laughs> right, right after, after the this. break. That's right. Yes. We are back with our women's health doctors, internist Lisa Larkin and OBGYN Jessica Shepard. They're answering our viewers' questions. What do you say we get back to it, guys? We have a lot of questions. Where is Maria? Hi, Maria. You've got a question for us. Yes. I am in my 30s, but I have 11-year-old twin boys. Wow. I am exhausted all the time. Okay. What kind of supplements can I take to increase my energy level? There you go, doctor. Okay, great. Well, I would start by saying no no wonder you're you're fatigued and tired, but I would tell you to start with the answer is not necessarily supplements. Mm-hmm. So I would really look at what's going on in your life. Are you sleeping well? Are you getting restorative sleep? Are you drinking too much alcohol? Are you exercising? Are you managing your stress? We start with all of that because so that sleep. impacts... Sleep's energy, one. Sleep. right? Sleep, sleep, sleep. She's not getting sleep. You're not. Um, but the other thing is the impact of hormones, right? So I don't know where you are in your kind of menopause transition. I assume you may be postmenopausal, right? All of those things can impact energy level. But the big thing is don't miss other diagnoses. If you're really fatigued, you need to see your primary care doctor. Make sure you're getting all of your preventative health care. You've had labs done. We've screened for other deficiencies and thyroid abnormalities and anemia. So um, don't neglect those things. So, so Supplements don't work. Don't work. So supplements are appropriate for very specific things, but in general, the belief that supplements can replace healthy lifestyle and good diet is just what about not vitamin- there. You're, ma- you're making expensive urine. Well, well, there are a whole bunch of things expensive people try. Yeah. People yeah. are like, they try a cold plunge. They try exercise in the morning. Vitamin D. Meditation. Right. Vitamin I mean, D. I think all of those things can be really important as yeah. part of overall wellness and stress management, and I don't negate those things, but um, I, I don't think you can get energy in a bottle. But that, Dr. Larkin, really... you were advising her to get all her labs done, get yes, blood tests. Yes, for so sure. Many doc- so many people don't have a primary doctor. Yeah, right. They live in a health yes. desert. There's yes. health disparities. Right, what do they do? They can't right. afford that. Right. I That's mean, a great thing for telehealth. I mm-hmm. think telehealth has really expanded the ability for resources. And then also finding organizations that go to local churches and community centers yeah. to give health care. Yeah. Excellent resources yeah, for people who don't have access. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do we have time for one more? I think we do. Yes. Okay. Um, I, we have one more question about question what's here. About, uh, about an IUD. IUD. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, 
So I got an IUD when I was 20. Now I'm 27. I really haven't thought about it in a while. I don't really know what's going on down there. Um, should I get that checked out? How should I yes, go about making it? Absolutely. So IUDs, just to give you a, a quick look, this is an IUD. Just the red part is the part that's left to be inserted. So the good part about an IUD is it's long-term contraceptive care, which is why you said I've been seven years without. So the real question is, when should you check in on it? Every year that you go for your annual and go to your doctor saying, hey, I have an IUD, what is the location? How are you feeling about it? Has it changed anything about your cycle? Those are the key questions. Mm -hmm. But I think that an IUD is a very appropriate form of contraception and you're doing the right thing. So kudos to you. But her doctor hasn't asked her anything about it. Then that's why I want you to advocate for yourself. And I'm telling you, every year that you go, you're like, what about my breasts? What about my contraception? How is it doing? And those are the questions that you should be challenging us with to answer. We have more questions and we don't have enough time. So I think you are coming back for our Instagram live. Maybe give us the questions we should be asking our doctors every time we go to visit. And we want to say thank you to you guys for coming. And y'all have great questions. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you to this awesome Maria Shriver. But we'll be back. There's more to talk about right after this. I think that's we want to say thank you. What a great show this was. Maria, Bobby, our doctors, all of our friends. Check out Instagram live after the show. Our two doctors are going to answer your questions live. That's right. And we want to remind you, be an advocate for yourself when you go to the doctor. Ask questions. And if you don't get the answers you want, get another doctor. Yes, there and you go. you're going to give us some questions to ask right now on Instagram live. Maria okay. will also be joining. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Yes, Bye. we will. Bye. Bye. See you guys. That was good. Perfect. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.